you're listening to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined by club commentator Mikey Burrows for a special new series with our worldwide Wolves supporters. Mikey, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you Gemma. As ever, the sun is shining and the season is closing in and so excitement is building. Yes, it's actually a beautiful day in Wolverhampton today. We've got bright blue skies here, which isn't a rarity, but um, is brilliant to see. So um, we'll hopefully be able to get out in this later today. Well, I mean, it's not, it is a rarity in Wolverhampton, (laughs) let's be honest, but it's not a rarity for the two guys we're going to be speaking to today to get a bit of sunshine. Yes, definitely not. So we are joined today by two guests, Rob and Andy from Victorian Wolves in Australia. Thank you so much for joining us both. Although I think at this time of year, you might actually have slightly worse weather than us well that's certainly true today Gemma it's been <laughs> horrible grey wet and freezing oh no yeah. so is it coming into winter for you now is it is it winter at the moment we're pretty much the opposite as, as you mm-hmm. so uh, our three months of winter are, um, June July August oh, okay yeah so once we get it once we get out of August we're good again <laughs> are you both expats yep so I'm originally from uh, Shropshire my parents live in Shrewsbury at the moment, born in Telford, nice. and basically been a Wolves fan since uh, since the day dot, I suppose, you know, following my father, grandfather, etc. Oh, perfect. I mean, it must be quite hard then, in a way, going from having your summer months of June, July and August to now having your coldest months in June, July, August. It must be, you must be quite envious when yeah. you're watching it, the, the players preparing for pre-season in the sun yeah. here. <laughs> it does take a bit of getting used to, but the advantage is that we can. it's easy to get away from Australia in winter. And yeah. if we get away and we get to Europe, then we take the have the advantages of the European summer. Even so better. So it does actually work well when we can travel, but yeah. obviously at the moment, yeah. can't go anywhere. Yeah, things are difficult at the moment um, across the mm. globe, but hopefully football's going to be coming back in a slightly slightly more normal capacity and hopefully with yeah. lots more fans in the stadium, which will be amazing. Yeah. So it's not coming home, but it's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, still don't too soon, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd only just started to get over Sorry. it, Rob. Sorry, Mikey. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're club first, country second, so you know it's not, not so bad. Well, hopefully, lots of successes for Wolves this season that will make up for yeah, the fact sure. that football didn't come home. Um, but let's start right at the beginning, first of all, to get okay. to know both of your stories of how you became Wolves yep. fans. So, Andy, I'll come to you first. How did you become a Wolves fan? Oh, God, do I have to stretch my grey cells that far back? Um, I Look, I just think it was sort of one of those things. My parents still live in Coesley, so it's been 29 years today that I arrived in Australia, so it's... Uh, Congratulations, you me on a good yeah, day. what an anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> look, my old man's an Albion fan, dare I say it. Uh, I thought he was a good parents... Yeah. <laughs> His parents were all Albion fans, apart from my aunt, who's been a Wolves fan mm-hmm. for over 80 years. And thankfully, my godfather was a Wolves fan as well, so they rescued oh. me out of the depths of the... <laughs> well done, them. Out of the depths of sand. <laughs> well, obviously, you know what the area of Cowsley, Sedgley, Woodsetton's like. It's either gold and black or white and blue and not, not a lot else yeah. in between. And I guess I was just fortunate that I fell on the right side of the railway line. Yes, absolutely. You chose the, the best team in the family, for sure. Um, Rob, how about you? What's what's your story? So, growing up in Telford, uh, I guess Wolves were the, the local team and Dad and Grandad supported them. So, um, Dad would watch Telford probably a bit more than watch Wolves when I was mm. growing up. But as soon as I could uh, you know, get some independence, I was up there um, 
watching them. So and then we moved to Shrewsbury, which I think it made us even more uh, determined to follow Wolves because there was a bit of rivalry lived, growing up in mm-hmm. sort of my senior years in Shrewsbury, supporting Wolves. Nice. And then w- at what point did you then move to Australia? So I came over here to, on a working holiday to actually follow the 86 Ashes series. Oh, nice. Um, and I travelled around for a year and worked. Travelled around Australia and while I was in Melbourne I met my now wife, so it was oh, a good reason amazing. to come back. And so we went backwards and forwards a few times and then decided that um, if it was going to work, one of us had to move and I drew, I drew the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the short straw, but, you know. No, uh, no, Australia is a a wonderful, wonderful place to live. Um, And by the sounds of things, it sounds like there's quite a few Wolves fans in Australia as well, which we'll get on to shortly. Um, But supporting Wolves for such a long time, both of you, you must have some incredible memories. Andy, what would you say would be your sort of favourite game if you had to choose one from from those years? I'm probably going to steal Rob's thunder here. It would have to be the League Cup final when we beat Forest. Um, <laughs> we travelled. Yeah. We, we travelled. We travelled down from the local pub on the on the coach. It's the only coach trip I've ever been on where we've had to stop on the hard shoulder of the freeway to change a barrel of beer before we'd even left Wolverhampton. <laughs> um, we got to we got to Wembley at some stupid time in the morning surrounded by Forest fans. We did manage to find a pub that would let us in. It was full of Forest fans. They just couldn't believe that we were there. Just took the mickey out of us from start to finish, but at the end of the day, we had the last laugh. And and I still recall Brian Clough's interview with, uh, I think it was with Gary Newborn on ATV News, and he'd sort of talked about when Andy Gray had put the ball in the back of the net and his comment was, I just wished he'd have kept running to the M1 and all the way back to Scotland, which I thought was just perfect. I just guess we were very lucky because I, we did see a lot of football in the, uh, in the 70s and mm-hmm. the early 80s. And they were some great times. I mean, I'm sh- sure we'll come on to what happened afterwards, but we were lucky. Uh, the likes of seeing Richards, Hibbit, Carr, Wagstaff, Phil Parks was just, you know, they're great memories to look back on as you get older. Yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster of up and downs, but there's been lots of highs along the way. Um, Rob, do you have a favourite game, or has Andy stolen um, it from you? <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be, that would be up there. But one of the games I remember vividly, and I was only probably twelve at the time, was seventy. Was it seventy six, Andy, when we played Liverpool at Molyneux? Oh God, to, yes, that was a bad day. We had day. to win to stay up, or. <laughs> And they had to win to win the league and ended up being... We were 1-0 up at one stage, I think. Okay, we were 1-0 one, one up with 13 minutes to go. That's what makes it even yeah, more heartbreaking. Yeah. And there was um, there was so many there. And they actually, the Liverpool fans were everywhere. And they, they actually pushed down the gates that opened up from Molyneux Alley into Molyneux. Mm-hmm. And they just... all the And all the turnstile guys went to try and sort of stop the crowds getting in. Oh, it was just chaos. Everyone was getting in. I don't know how many were there that night, but there was a lot more than... The official attendance, I'm sure. But it was a pretty amazing night. Well, part of it, anyhow. So my mem- my memories are probably from the 70s, the sort of uh, early mid 70s through to the um, early 
mid eighties before I came out here. <laughs> so, hang on. See, this is what I love about these kind of chats. <laughs> so, I mean, you like you had a great spell, and then you left like yeah. just as it all yeah. went yeah. absolutely <laughs> down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still tried, still followed them, and through whatever means we could. And um, it was what was difficult in the early days. I used to get videos sent over from, by my dad. And then there were some people we knew that were actually getting videos and passing them on to the next person. You get the you get the video about a week, a week later. But we tried to stay in touch. Obviously, when the team's not doing so well and you're somewhat removed, it isn't as big a part of your life mm-hmm, yeah. as it has been since um, since the recent days where you know they've, re- they've reconnected with a lot of people, which has probably gave us the impetus to actually try and get out there and find other Wolves fans. Because not only do we want to enjoy it, we want to actually share it with people, which is the key, the key driver. Yeah, we have had that a lot, actually, when we've been speaking to different um, Worldwide Wolves mm. supporters clubs, is that a lot of these clubs have actually started up in the last last couple of years where um, we're back in the Premier League and people want to sort of yeah. share in the success wherever they are across the globe. Um, and, yeah, it's really nice that it's been able to bring people together. Wolves fans just emerging, Jen. These <laughs> yeah. Wolves fans out of the woodwork. They've been yeah. hiding for they're, so they're long. Yeah, like covering up their Wolves shirts whenever they've been walking out on the streets and all of a yeah. sudden it's just the sun has started... To shine brightly, and they've all just come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, Mikey, I've never hidden my wool shirt anywhere. <laughs> good, um, good. <laughs> I, it, it's interesting you, you said Rob talks about sort of passing the videos around. I lived in Sydney for the first uh, 11 years that I was here, and when we were outside of the Premier League, which was most of the 90s, obviously. Um, the only way that you could really see what was going on is you had to wait till Tuesday morning's newspaper came out, the, Sun, uh, the Sydney Morning yeah. Herald, because they'd actually list all of the four division results. Oh, great. Okay. And that was, as go- that was as good as it got from a local coverage. Mm. Um, I mean, Foxtel, cable TV, didn't arrive until it's sort of mid to late 90s, I guess. If you weren't in the Premier League... They didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the championship and below was just non-existent. And uh, I mean, now things are different here. Uh, Optus Sports, who are one of the major, mm-hmm. they're linked to one of the major mobile phone carriers. If you've got an Optus Sports contract, uh, mobile phone contract, you can get access to all the Premier Leagues. And we can watch every single one of them, either on That's demand so or, or on you know, they're, they're sort of on demand. You can go back and watch mini highlights, etc. So I think sort of football here definitely has has grown. I think the failed Socceroos attempt to beat the Italians in 2006 in Germany really sort of did a lot to, to bring football to the fore here. Mm-hmm. Um, so things have, things have changed remarkably since we first arrived. Yeah, I mean, it must be really tough not being able to, you know, perhaps, you know, seeing a positive result, seeing that we've won a match, then not being able to see the goals or, or, or watch it happen or see any highlights and not being easy to access. It must be really difficult. But were you able to watch any of our games we were in the Championship or was it, is it as recent as yeah, the Premier so, League? So I pretty much subscribed every week to mm-hmm. Wolves TV. Oh, of course. Um, just basically had a role in subscription to that. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just terrific. I even watched all the games. When we, I think we, were, we played in Switzerland or Austria pre-season that year. I saw Nuno's first game against Middlesbrough at Molyneux. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, amazing. I was back for a, coincidentally, I was back for a family wedding, um, and they had it on the Sunday, fortunately, otherwise I'd have missed the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that the priorities are in the right place. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
and so and I, I've been back a couple of times since, but but I feel like um, even though we're not in the crowd and that, there's nothing that beats being in the crowd at a game, mm. um, at least we feel like we're with people that want to watch it as well when we get together. Mm-hmm. But also we're seeing all the games, so you're following the club and you sort of have that intimate knowledge of the players and the club and the playing style and everything that happens that you get by being there. You're just yeah. not in the crowd, unfortunately. Do yeah. you feel then like you've kind of got a, a lost period of kind of players, managers, teams that you don't really yeah. know a great deal about? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that period from probably late 80s through to, um, you know, our sort of coming back out of the sort of third tier, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of the... So I have to sort of say to myself, oh, did he play for Wolves, you know, sort of thing. Whereas I think if you actually lived it and breathed it, you'd be much more familiar with who mm-hmm. played and who didn't. Because obviously there's a lot of turnover. But I think there is a gap. You're right, Mikey. I know whether Rock feels the same as I do, but obviously with the advent of social media, it's, it's easy to connect with people these days than it's ever been. And I think one of the things that probably gets to me more than anything is people say you can't be a true wolf supporter living in Melbourne well Mm. if you live on the doorstep and you can be there at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon or whatever time Sky decide that the game's going to be it's not a hardship Mm. we're up all hours of the day from anything from one o'clock to five o'clock in the morning and we are as passionate as anybody else when we when we get together the earliest time we get a game is 9 p.m. Oh my goodness! And is that is that for a what a midday kickoff? And that's off? that's a that's a rarity. That's yeah. your midday, yeah. but yeah. more often than not, they're from 9 p.m. through to 7 a.m. in the morning. So the challenge for us has been not only connecting with Wolves fans and trying to find someone to watch the games, but it's also been trying to get people to 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 see the value of compromising their sleep. Yeah. And coming out and watching the game with us. It's, it's true dedication. So it's it's like how many, yeah. you know, how many yeah. Wolves fans will, will give up every every Saturday night's sleep to to be watching at that time in the morning. That's absolutely incredible. Have, have you ever done the likely lads type thing of trying to avoid a score? If you've had to get up for work in the morning, oh, can't you can't message it. each other. No, I just I won't do it because I've been I've been uh, spoiled too many times with um, turning it on and seeing the score yeah. and. Or something happening, and just I just have to watch it live now. Do you watch every single game consistently, no matter what time it is? Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I think I missed two games. I think I missed two games in the, in the yeah. first two years of Nuno, um, and both of those were when I was in the air. Oh, okay. Either, either coming home or going going oh, back. Oh, amazing! So, so how does that work in terms of getting together to watch in a pub? Can you get to a pub at, at the early hours of the morning? Yeah, so there's um there's a pub that we've um, got a relationship, and Andy Andy's probably pioneered that one, the Imperial in mm-hmm. Melbourne, and they have a num they have a number of different um, supporters groups. So there's a Tottenham group, there's oh, nice. a Man City group, I think Southampton, and um... yeah, we we've got a great relationship with the Imperial, and when we first started going there, they promised us that every game, regardless of what time it was they on, did, yeah. they'd yeah. be open yeah. for us, and yeah. they were. That's amazing. It's probably fair to say the biggest night that we had in there was that semi-final from at Wembley north against of London. that yep. team <laughs> that sort of seems to be the border between South and North, and uh, we had we had over 
like 80 people in oh, there. We amazing. had people from interstate yeah. fly down for the night just to be with us. And the yeah. place was just like being... In fact, we, if you probably go and have a look on our YouTube channel, you'll probably find some footage in there. It was just yeah. like being in the hog's head. It was just absolutely yeah. packed. Uh, and, yeah, apart from the fact that we weren't at Wembley, it was, yeah. it was probably the, one of the best atmospheres we've ever had. Oh, that's incredible. It's, it's so nice that you can get together and, yeah. as you say, like people coming from all yeah. over to join you for, the, for that atmosphere and for that experience. That is so lovely that you've been able to connect with the fans. But we've got, um, we've got a lot of members that um, sort of they have strange reasons why they follow Wolves. I mean, one guy started following me from Greece, came out when he was okay. 10, and this is our friend Nick. And um, he, he used to watch, um, is it, was it um, Hugh Johns on, uh, was it Star Soft okay. or something? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's got to know, and he's never been, he's never even been oh to England. Goodness. So we actually talked, we talked about trying to get a group together and yeah. come over and do a bit of a bit of a trip with some of the guys. Because part of our mantra, I suppose, has been not only to sort of connect, to get Wolves fans in Australia and connect them here, but also try and connect them back to the club. Yeah. So we've sort of been trying to encourage them to go travel. We've got a flag and whoever goes over takes oh, the flag over. So and during lockdown, we had a number of Zoom meetings um, where we got together as a group. And then we also um, invited guests. So we had guests like um, Colin Brazier, Mel Eves came on. We had the 77 Club. Oh, nice. um, the people from UREF came on to talk about VAR oh, and refereeing, which was quite interesting. So we've had a number of wow. sessions where we've tried to get them more connected to football and to Wolverhampton and to people from Wolverhampton. Yeah. So we've, we've also had various friends and connections we have coming on those calls. And so it's really helped in terms of them feeling like they're part of a big, bigger family, not just yeah. the, the guys in, in Melbourne. You know, so. Next time next time you have the UF people on, can you let me know? Because I need to send Tomo on one of those type of courses <laughs> so he can understand what's going on. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks every refereeing decision is wrong. It goes against us. And every everyone that goes for us is right. The only thing that we haven't managed to do is we cannot get Manny to deliver us some samosas. Yes. And that's been an absolute, <laughs> that's been an absolute disaster. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that's probably a good question to end on actually it's like how often do you get to come to Wolverhampton I mean Rob you sent me an amazing photo um, before today's recording of you at the Southampton match Southampton which away. must have been yeah. one of the yeah. last matches before everything um, stopped yeah. for the coronavirus pandemic so um, yeah. a brilliant so time have... to come over and, and see your last bit of Wolves football before we had to um, yeah. Yeah, be apart for so long yeah I have a, I have a, I have a good friend uh, who went to school with Ian Davis and um, he was fortunate enough to get me a ticket oh, through amazing. his father's season ticket holder. And we went down to Sampton for the day, which is a terrific away day. Um, and um, I, I actually went back um, January 19 and January mm -hmm. 20 and saw a handful of games. Um, my son's living in Berlin, so it's an excuse to go yeah. see him and see my parents and then come back. And it's a good time to get away. So I just got back before the, the advent of the whole mm. COVID issue. Good timing. Travel was just so easy and so affordable, and we just did it and didn't think yeah. about it. Uh, because the time was the issue rather than the cost. But um, I guess with the advent of you know our borders being locked, the fact we can't leave the country sort of frustrates me somewhat now. And I know that Andy's doing it tough because his father's not well, and um, you know you just can't do anything about it. People can't travel. You can't you can't do anything. So that's a really really um, tough yeah, situation. So. Mm. Hopefully things mm. will open up over the coming months and 
we can you can be reconnected yeah. with your families and you can come back to to Wolverhampton. Yeah, it's the, the government here have they've been making noises that they don't see international travelling in any major form start till 2023. Oh my goodness! To leave the country at the moment, you have to get an exemption. Normally, they require you to leave for six months. And the cost of flights at the moment are just mm. horrendous because there's hardly any flights, uh, and people have been quoted anything between thirty and forty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! So it just becomes it, it's just a nightmare. It becomes un- impossible. Yeah. yeah. So I, look, it is what it is. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody foresaw this coming before COVID. Uh, in my last commercial role that I had, I used to work for a very large European company. Uh, and I, w- I was at the Molyneux once every three months, and people were just amazed at how, how often I was back. That's amazing. I probably need to be careful how I say this, but when somebody else is paying your airfare, it becomes a bit easier, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it wasn't such yeah. a hardship, but, you know, sort yeah. of those, those days are behind me now. I'm too old for that, that palaver. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you just have to make the most of what's what's in front of us and hopefully the future will be much brighter yeah we can we can hope that there are more positive and positive times to come and hopefully a lot sooner than than 2023 um let's hope that it will be sooner than that yeah. um but it is amazing you've got such a great community and a strong community in victoria that you've been able to create with your supporters club and i'm sure that means so much to each of you and to all of your members as well to be able to have each other and be able to to watch football together um while it's been so difficult across across the globe um mm. so it's it's amazing that you've been able to bring so many people together and keep everyone connected during the the toughest of times and um, I hope that you'll be able to enjoy the next season together and get back into the pub a bit more and hopefully at some point get back over to Wolverhampton as well because we'd love to have you and um, yeah I'm sure you'd love to be back to see your families as well yeah absolutely in fact the next time we actually make it to the pub, we'll actually try to either connect with you live via our mobile yes. phone so you can see, you can wave to everybody in the oh, pub. Oh, we would love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Let us know when you're going to do that and yeah. we'll, we'll make sure we sort something. That would be brilliant. That would be so, so good. And we'd love to, we'd love to see what you guys get up to on, on a match day and we can show you Hang what on. we do too. Yeah. <laughs> are, they, are they just trying to get an invite onto match day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so both so so much. It's been so lovely to speak to you. Nah, um, and yeah, Victorian Wolves is is a great supporters group, and it, you're yeah. so dedicated to watching it all, yeah. all hours and for so many years. So um, yes, thank you so much for sharing our stories with us today, and we will hopefully see you soon. If that is virtually at one of the matches, that would be amazing. So yes, thank you so both so much. Good. All right, thanks guys. Nice to meet you both, and hopefully one day in Australia. Yeah.